0: friends, thanks for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. My name is Kathy and I'll be your host for today. I hope everybody's having a great week so far. Today I just wanted to share with you that God is so faithful and He's so good. I know many of you may be going through some difficult times right now, but I want you to know things are going to get better. You just got to put your faith and trust in God. I have been reminded so many times of God's goodness and faithfulness in our lives of um, how far we've come from studying God's Word and really getting into a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. A lot of people see Christianity as a religion, but it's not a religion, it's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and he's the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And you can't go wrong when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart. So I just wanted to share with you this encouraging word that God's been putting on my heart today for you. I hope it blesses you. A lot of times you may go through difficulties and you're wondering why you're going through these trials and tribulations. But God has a perfect plan for your life. Sometimes God allows us to go through these trials and tribulations. To where we're going to put our total trust on Him. Not on man, not on woman, not on our spouses, not on our children, not on friends or parents, but where we're going to put our total focus and we're really, really going to seek the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. Because He's the only one that can change things for the better. You know, so many times people put their trust and so much faith in man and then that person lets you down and then you get disappointed or you get frustrated or perhaps you may get angry because you feel like things didn't go your way. But when you put your trust in God and if something doesn't pan out the way that you expected, just know that God works all things together for good for those that are called According to him by his purpose. So in other words. What the devil meant for harm. God's going to turn it around for your good. And God will use that harm. Will use that trial. That tribulation that was meant for your harm. And he's going to turn that situation around. He's going to do a 360. In your life. And he's going to turn that tragedy. That difficulty. Into a blessing. And that's what we got to look forward to what we got to praise the Lord to because he knows all things, he sees all things, knows all things. he's omni- omnipresent. he could be everywhere at once. The devil is not omnipresent. he can't be everywhere at once. so that's why he has demons and his friends are demons and he uses those demons to control people, control their mind, control their thoughts, their actions, uh, their whereabouts. But thank goodness that we have a God, uh, God Almighty, who is above and beyond anything that we could ever imagine. He's all-powerful. He's more powerful than the devil, and he knows way far in advance what you're going to do, who's going to harm you, who's going to bless you, and he's in control of our lives, and we just give glory and honor to God. So let me just give you a couple examples in the Bible. Take, for instance, the story of Joseph. Many of you heard the story of Joseph, where his father had favor upon Joseph, and he made Joseph a special coat. Well, the brothers were a little bit jealous of the younger brother, Joseph, and they got mad, so they they devised an evil plan to throw him in a pit. And they basically threw their own brother in a pit, and... Um, was expected the lions or the animals to eat him but instead he became a slave and uh, he became a slave and then he ended up being in potiphar's house then potiphar's wife wanted to be with him intimately and joseph said no because he believes in the lord and uh, he was falsely accused so potiphar's wife ended up telling her husband hey joseph basically try to come on to me and potiphar got upset and he threw joseph in prison but while joseph was in prison he didn't give up
1: he didn't get up
0: on god's destiny he didn't give up on god's calling instead god actually gave him dreams and because of those dreams joseph was able to interpret the dreams for the king of the land can you imagine that he interpreted the dreams for the king of the land And because of that, he became second in command. So the king basically gave Joseph a signet ring, signifying like when I'm not around, you're basically in charge of everybody in the land. And because of that, he was able to be blessed beyond riches and he was able to bless his family. And uh, one day his very own brothers, the ones that threw him in the pit and wanted him to die, ended up bowing down to him. Isn't that a blessing? Sometimes you're going to go through life where people are going to want to get you down, where they're going to falsely accuse you, where they're going to make fun of you, where they're going to spread uh, lies about you or gossip about you. But God says, put your trust in him and he's going to make the crooked path straight. And that's what Joseph did. And in the end, Joseph gained favor not only with his brothers, not only with the king, but favor amongst the people in the land because he was able to be used by God and spare the people where they were in a deep famine. But because of Joseph's dreams, he was able to interpret the dreams for the king and to let the king know that the first seven years was going to be plenty food. And they were able to store up that food into the storehouse and then the next seven years, there was going to be a famine. And because he was able to store the food in the storehouse, Joseph was in charge and in command of that food. And he distributed that food to people all over the land that came over from everywhere to get food to feed their families. Another beautiful story about triumph or overcoming is the story of Ruth and Naomi. Naomi. Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. She had married the son of Naomi, but unfortunately he passed away. And normally the daughter-in-laws would run back to the families, their very own parents. But this time Ruth was faithful and she told her mother-in-law, where you go, I'll go. Your people will become my people. And Naomi, the mother-in-law said, no, I want you to basically go back to your family. and." Ruth basically told Naomi, her mother-in-law, you are my family. So she followed her. And because she followed her mother-in-law, she was blessed and she found favor with the Lord. And she started to glean in some fields. And back in those days, gleaning meant they would put uh, food into baskets. And she caught the favor of a man named Boaz. And um, that man really fell in love with Ruth and they got together and got married so I just wanted to share with you those two stories in the Bible which are true about overcomers about something tragic that happened to both of their lives tragedy happened in Joseph's lives because his very young brothers were jealous of him they threw him in the pit he thought he was going to get eaten up by animals, but instead he became a slave, and he was sold, and then he became a slave in Potiphar's house, but out of that tragedy, or that trial, that tribulation, God turned it around for Joseph's good, and he became second in command in all the land, and because of that, the Lord spared the people and the family. And the same thing with Ruth. So I want to encourage you today if you're going through a trial or tribulation or discouragement just know that God loves you. Remember my friends it doesn't matter how you start the race. So many people worried about how they start the race. What matters is if you finish the race and finish it well. God's not looking how you started the race. He's looking if you're going to finish the race. And by finishing the race, he wants to know that you're going to be faithful to him. And I'm not talking about any God. I'm talking about our Lord of Lord and kings of kings, Jesus Christ, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows all things, sees all things, hears all things. He knows all conversations that go on behind your back. And God wants you to have godly friends, good friends that are going to be defending you even when you're not in the room. Did you hear what I said? God wants you to have those type of friends that will defend you when you are not in the room. By that I mean,
1: if you have a group
0: of friends and you don't go to a certain event and other people start gossiping or spreading false rumors about you, you want the kind of friends that are going to stick up for you and say no so and so is a good person. They have good character. They have good godly values. I don't believe that. I'm not going to listen to that gossip. I'm going to trust in the Lord, and I'm going to defend my friend. The Bible says that when one friend falls, the other one's there to lift him up. Did you know, my friends, that God calls us friends? He does. He calls us sons and daughters of the Most High God because we are His chosen. We are His children, and God never lets his children beg or uh, for food, basically. And we need to put our trust in the Lord and God's trust in us that while we're here on earth, our sole purpose is to worship our Lord Jesus Christ and to lead others to Jesus Christ and get them saved. That's our sole purpose here on earth. Yes, it's it's, uh, wonderful to... Get married, have kids, go to college, get a good career. But when you die, God's not going to ask you, what did you do with your career? How much money did you make? What title did you have? God's not going to ask you that. God's going to ask you, what did you do for my people? What did you do for the poor people? What did you do for the people that were in prison? Did you pray for them? Did you feed them? Did you give the homeless uh, food? Did you give them water to drink? Did you clothe them? The Bible says, if you've done those to the people, you've done that to the least of me. So basically, every time you feed a homeless person, every time you give them a drink of water or give them money or give them a blanket, shoes, socks, whatever it may be, it's like if you're doing it for the Lord. The Bible also says, be careful who you entertain because sometimes people have entertained angels unaware. Sometimes there's angels here on earth. And you may be talking to a person thinking they're a regular person and they could be an angel in disguise and you don't know that. And wouldn't it be a blessing that when you take your last breath and you die and you're standing before the Lord and He's showing you a glimpse of your future and He's showing you a picture of all the people that you fed, all the homeless people that you gave food to, all the poor people that you helped out, all the lonely people, the people that were in prison that you went to go visit. God doesn't want us to judge other people, my friends, because all have fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. We're not going to be perfect until we enter into kingdom's gates and God says, well done that good and faithful servant. That's when we're going to be total perfect. We come as who we are, what we are, and we place our trials, our tribulations, our burdens, our worries our errors our flaws at the feet of Jesus Christ and he perfects us and he washes us whole when he got on the cross and the nails went through his hands and through his feet and those crown of thorns on his head and he bled and shed his blood for you and me eternal salvation is a free gift God is not going to force himself upon you the Holy Spirit is a gentleman God will send people in your path to plant the seed. And by planting the seed means they're going to talk to you about Jesus Christ. And it's up to you to accept Jesus Christ or you're going to reject him. There's only two places you can go when you die. Either hell or heaven. There's no in between. There's not a purgatory like the Catholics think. There's not a purgatory, my friends. That is false doctrine. Buddha can't save you hominichristia can't save you. The devil can't save you. The demon can't save you. The one who can save you is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the only one. He sent his son to die on the cross for your sins, my sins, so that we could have eternal salvation. And today is your day. If you're listening to God has a plan for your life, once again, my name is Kathy. Thank you for listening. Today is your day to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. That way, if you were ever to die in a tragic car accident, you can never tell God, I never knew about Jesus Christ. Nobody told me about Jesus Christ. I'm telling you today, Jesus Christ loves you with an agape love, with an everlasting love, with an unconditional love. He doesn't send anyone to hell. We send ourselves to hell when we reject him and when we mock him. Now's the day. Today's the day. Tomorrow is not promised. The Bible says tomorrow is not promised. Today's your day to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. And if you haven't done so already, I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I'm a sinner, and I repent of my sins today. I open wide the door of my heart, and I ask you to come into my life. I believe you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross to die for my sins. And in John 3.16, it says, Whoever believes in me, which is Jesus Christ." shall not perish but have everlasting life. I put all my trust in you, and I will follow you all the days of my life. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the devil and the demon forces, and I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. And your word says that if I accept you before men, that you will accept me before your heavenly Father, our Lord of Lord and King of kings. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, I want you to know, if you said that prayer right now, my friends, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of heaven. That is the best decision you could ever make, is to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. If you were to die in a tragic car accident today, the very next breath you would take is seeing the Lord face to face. And he's going to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of heaven. But if you mock God and rejected God, you're going to hear the words, Depart from me, you wicked sinner, I never knew you. And he's going to throw you in the lake of fire. Total separation from God. Total darkness. There's no air in heaven. There's no light in heaven. There's no peace in heaven. It's just torment, gnashing of the teeth, and the demons constantly tormenting you for all eternity. There's no escape in hell. There's no escape in hell. Heaven is a beautiful place where God lives and God reigns. Hell is a place where the devil lives and the demons live. God is the prince of peace. There's peace in heaven. There's light in heaven because God is light. He makes a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God loves you so much. Hell is an evil place, but it's real, my friends. And one day when you die, you're going to go to one of those two places. But if you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart today, you'll go to heaven. The next step that you need to do after you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, get into a good Bible-believing church that's Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled. If you don't know what the Holy Ghost is, read Acts chapter 2. It'll talk about the Holy Ghost, who He is, what He is, and what He can do for us. The next thing after going to the church is get baptized in your local church. Tell the pastor you want to get baptized. Tell him you want to get um, plugged into that church. After that, pray. Have the pastor pray over you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then continue to walk in love. Continue to walk in forgiveness and God's goodness. And repent of your sins. And tell others about Jesus Christ. God loves you so much. And today is your day. That your life could change forever for the better. Thank you again for listening to God Has a Plan for your life. Once again, my name is Kathy. Share the podcast with others, my friends. There are so many people that could be in hell right now that wish that they had one more opportunity to come back to earth, but they can't. It's too late for them. What you decide here on earth determines where you're going to spend eternity in the afterlife. And there's only one or two places, heaven or hell, and that's it. There's no purgatory. You can't pray the rosary and your soul will go from purgatory to heaven that's not how it works God is not like that God is a God that should not be mocked he will not be mocked what you sow what you reap on earth is gonna be what you inherit in the afterlife you sow madness you sow chaos you sow anger that's what you're gonna reap God wants you to be Christ like we're never gonna be in total perfection until we're standing before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the good news is, is that we have the ability to ask God to forgive us of our sins, repent of our sins, and ask Him so that we can be more like Him. We have to decrease so that God, our Lord, can increase. Thank you again for listening to God Has a Plan. Be blessed, my friends. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Get rooted in the Word and let the rhema Word of God be placed in your heart. God reigns forever and ever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God loves you. Be blessed. Bye-bye.